0: Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of The Dairy Edge. Chagas are running a weekly Let's Talk Dairy webinar series, which is also being made available as a podcast. On this week's webinar, Milk Quality Specialist Dan Crowley joins Stuart Childs to demonstrate the use of Herd Plus to manage mastitis and somatic cell count. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's webinar. Today, I'm delighted to introduce my colleague, Dan Crowley, um, who's working in the Chagas office in Clannock Hilti, but is well known for his uh, role in cell count work across the country. Um, And today, we're going to talk about a very important uh, aspect. We're always talking about milk recording and that people should be milk recording. What do people actually do when they get milk recording results back? Uh, A lot of them end up on top of the filing cabinet or maybe up on top of the kitchen inside in the envelope. And we see that cell count can creep up as the course of the year passes by. So today, Dan is going to go through the reports that you get when you get your milk recording uh, reports out sent out to you. And just to help you try and find your way through them in order to identify the uh, things to look out for and maybe to identify cows that should be called from an early stage so that you can be planning for that maybe. And also just to make sure that the spread doesn't continue within the herd and that you kind of keep yourself under control for the rest of the year. So we're going to um, I'll hand over to Dan there now. We're going to show some reports. you just hear Dan's voice over it a lot of the time. Um, and you can put us in questions to us on the Q&A. Uh, please make sure that you put in plenty of questions because it's a great opportunity to ask Dan questions. He's like the village schoolmaster. His head holds an awful lot of knowledge and information. And we have to, it's important that we try and extract that knowledge and information from his head. So I'll hand over to you, so Dan. No
1: problem, Stuart. Thanks very much. Um, Look, tis an tis, um, tis area that's a, a big problem at the moment from the point of view of high, lads trying to deal with high cell count at the moment. And then Phil trying to very low cell count, herds getting high instances of clinical mastitis. And I suppose what we're going to do now today is try and tease out what the milk recording can tell us to help, number one, stop it, and two, deal with issues that we have. When I go looking into herds, the first report I always have a look at is the cell check, farm summary sheet. It's a great synopsis of what the herd is doing at the moment. And to be honest, you can look backwards as well. It's synopsis, lovely. And there's a lot of information in this sheet. So what I do there now is, um, so you can see there, there's a star rating given for your somatic cell count, your mastitis control during the lactation, how the dry period did, and how your clinical mastitis is going. So the more information we put in, the more accurate this is. You can scroll away down there, Stuart. We'll... um, so, you can see now in this herd, the recorded cell comes 140. The bulk tank from the Coop was 82,000. There's a 12% of the herd are over 200,000. The target's 15, grand job. And there's still an avoidable milk last of 36 litres. And on the graph there now, you can just see on the right-hand side, the bulk tank and uh, the milk recording are matching very well. Often around this time of the year now, we could see the bull tank actually getting a rise now from May to June, June. And a lot of that case is that this artificial rise is because calves are sold and this milk isn't dumped and this milk is put into the tank and you can get a a false jump in it. But in this herd, the bull tank and uh, milk recording are matching very, very closely. So, which is a good sign because you look, it's, it's a sign that even before look yet, there isn't an awful lot of, um, there isn't a few problem codes that are being milked out and given to calves just, managing and that's usually the cause, the discrepancy between the milk carding and the bull tank. You can scroll all the way down there, so Stuart. So right, first thing so is look at it, this is the mastitis during the lactation. So this is look looking, telling us now, how are we going now after this milk recording? What cows are recently infected? What does that mean? That means that a cow that was low the last milk carding under 200,000, but she's high this milk carding. So in this herd, 6 out of 91 cows are high this recording that were low, the last recording so that's the target is seven percent so they're just on the target is seven percent how many of them are persistently infected so that's cows that were high the last milk recording over two hundred thousand, and high again this milk recording seven percent so seven out of 107 cows are high it's important to know those because what that is, what you're watching for here is is there infection spreading in the herd so if i get my milk recording back And let's say the persistent infection is 10% or 7% like it is, but the recent infection could be up at 25 and 30%, which we're seeing a lot of now at the moment. That means I didn't take, if I had moved at the start and cluster dipped those six or seven cows after the first milk recording, to have mitigated hugely in preventing the recent infection from going up. So in this herd now, look, they're holding steady. There's seven that are high, the last one and this one, plus six new ones. So there's 13 cows now that are over 200,000. So the thing from here on in now is we just have to be careful. We have we should go dipping those 13 cows to make sure because the rise in infection, this is what causes this rise in cell count towards back end of lactation. These cows are spreading to other cows during the milking, these And if they're on the first row or two, they'll pass it to the next day cows, And that's why you see your cell count rising from August, September. And generally, you can go earlier on some herds, but generally, you'll see it rising way until your three, four hundredths at the back of the year. So that's a great one to look at. You should always keep an eye on that one. See the recent infection rate and the process Is the thing, are the low, what's your base? You're looking for? Are the high ones staying high, but the low ones are staying low? So at least it isn't spreading, and I can farm my way out of it. All right, so you can scroll away down there now. So, all right, next part of the sheet now is the distribution of the cell count in the herd. So, what I'm looking for is basically is that it's 85% of the herd under 200,000. And the red bar there is the recent milk carding. So, you can see there it's around 86%. And the, the gray one beside it is the previous milk carding. So, it's actually improved in this herd. There's more cows low in this milk carding than the last one. And if you see there, there's... Um, so what's happened in this herd? Those heifers caused out war in the 200 to 500 bracket. They've improved. And the ones from 500 to a million has disimproved. And the ones over a million have stayed the same. But this is, I suppose, for the low cell count herds, the one on the right is a crucial one. Because a lot of the outsider know now, our cell count's is 800,000, but you may be getting a lot of clinical mastitis, which is a huge issue at the moment, This strep mastitis. And it's really crucial that you start recording your cases of clinical mastitis. And the target really is about 3 less than 3% per month. That's where that red bar, that red dotted bar is, is set at. So ideally I'd like to be sitting at one or two two cases per month. Why are they red and why are they grey? If they're red, that mastitis happened within 30 days of that cow calving. If it's grey, it happened greater than 30 days from calving. So I don't have to worry about the days. I see have to do that. But if I send in, record my cases of mastitis accurately on the day, this is a great idea because if there's an awful lot of reds, that means it's probably a dry cow issue that's caused this clinical mastitis in the spring or whenever time, you know. And if it's gray, it's more a contagious or like, uh, you know, during lactation issue. So when they're I saw the mistake. Right. The second question was why is that gray bar? even those two cases, up over 20%, and the red bar on the one case in May, up to 20%. When we looked at this, myself and Stuart, why that is, is to highlight that was recording wrong. When ICBF, when you were recording cases to ICBF, what ICBF want to do, want, is your number of cases. You see the in in brackets there, in cases under clinical mastitis. Not the number of treatments. So the mistake we make, so let's say I get a case for mastitis this morning, I log her in as mastitis back left. That's it, as far as ICBF are concerned. That's all they want to know. Even though I'm treated for five or six days, I don't record it anymore then. If she gets it again in two weeks, I will put in that case. But they only want to know the number of cases, not the treatments. So in this scenario, the treatments were recorded, and that jumps up mad height to show that it was uh, recorded wrong, if that makes sense. All right? So right, so here now, the clinical case of mastitis in February, there was a nice red one. So there was six cases of mastitis in February within 30 days of calving. And there was two cases of mastitis in February. Well, we don't know. That's probably forgotten. It's actually one case when we looked at it uh, in, in the gray slide. Okay, so if you look at this herd, it's predominantly close to calving anyway. is Right, we'll scroll away. Right the down. So, right, we. this is just a synapse. I always have a look at the dry cow just to see how the last dry, year's dry cow went. And in this herd, look, there was 11, um, 15% new infection rate. So, the I dried off cows last autumn at less than 200,000, 71 of them, and 11 of those calved down higher than what I dried them off at. The target is 10%. That's 15%. So, that's very important just to have an eye on trying to buy my technique. And and this is something we're going to deal with now later on in the season. we want heifers, 3 out of 18 heifers calved down high, 17%. The target is 15. Like with that number of heifers, 1 can make an awful difference to percentages. So, you know, 2 out of 18, so, you know, you just look, have to bear in mind the figures involved as well. Cure rate over the dry period was 12, cure 12 out of 19. Target is 85% that's like 63%. So that's something we need to look at coming up to the drying off period as well. Do we need to look at the antibiotic we're using? Do we need to look at culling? You know, that kind of thing. So look, we, we'll we talk about this now as we, and later. Right? But look, there is something there around drying off. When we look back up at the clinical cases and the bars, there was cases in, there's a good few in the red bars. So if we combine the two that they can, I got mastitis within 30 days of their calving. Plus, there's question marks on the cure rates and the new infection rates in the dry period. That's something that needs to be addressed, and we'll 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 check, we'll talk about that. So, there's definitely something that needs to be looked at. Next thing I flick over to then is what they call the farm summary sheet, right? Nice little synopsis in it. So, there's 108 cows in this herd, right? Cell count is 140,000, with 13 cows over 200,000. That's what the 13 means and there's 17 cases of mastitis, okay? So that's where the clinical cases of mastitis are put in. No, there'll be anomalies in that. That might be 100% accurate, because if I had put in a tube for a number of days, they'd put it on as cases by mistake, you know, when we saw the big long red bar and the big gray bar. So, but look, we'll just assume that they're there. No, we want to see, what's the spread of that through the herd? First calves, the heifers has 18 heifers, averaging 235, cell count with four heifers over 200,000. Okay? The second cavers, there's 19 of them, average cell count for 49,000, and they would four cases of mastitis. Okay? None of them are over 200,000, uh, but they four cases of clinical mastitis. And the third cavers, average cell count 59, one over 200,000 with two cases of mastitis. And then the older cows, 183,000, eight over 211 cases of mastitis okay so right this is an interesting one so generally what you'll see it's it's a typical uh, where there's probably it looks like there's a, a without having a culture and sensitivity the first thing is it looks like there's a contagious infection inside here why am i saying that the highest bunch usually the highest bunch are the oldest cows but the highest bunch in this one are the heifers at 235 Okay, They're higher on cell count, but if you look at the level of infection, it's still most in the oldest cows, in the fourth lactation plus. They're 183, but there's eight cows over 200, and they're 11 cases of mastitis. So I have a staph aureus infection probably spreading. It went after the heifers, so the next, the heifers are the most prone to it, and I'm starting to lose the bones of my heifers. Like The heifers should be averaging as a group around your yeah, under a 60,000, forty, fifty, sixty thousand. You'd like to see them. Look, when you see the second calves at forty-nine and fifty-nine, there, the heifers should be hovering around there as a bunch. So, it's you can see there now that it's it's there's a certain level of spread inside in this herd, and it's something just to
0: just to bear in mind. Okay, and if then, you
1: yeah, quite is, is, yeah. is
0: it a, an example of something that's just gone wrong in the last twelve to eighteen months because it affected your second lactation or good? and your third yeah. lactation are good, Such as really something that's only just happened recently. Exactly. That's a good point, no, George. You're dead right. If if I've been fighting this for
1: a number of years, what you'll see with that is the, the second and thirds have kind of been stepping... Generally, what you'll see is if this was over a couple of lactations, or maybe th- there's two things what causes that, Stuart. I called heavy last year, right? So I reduced the infection rate mm-hmm. Or else... I've been fighting this for a few years and keep eliding it with heifers coming through. But the seconds or thirds are, 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 are slightly worse than the heifers are the same. You know th- That gap, they'd be 180,000, 200,000, the second calves, the third calves would be the same. You know, yeah. But if you look at wh- the other reason, why is it spreading as well, is the clinical cases of mastitis are across the age groups, bar the heifers. So they, and if you look within that low group, if you look, that's another one to look for their nose Stuart. right? If you took the second cavers, I had four cases of mastitis with no cow over 200,000 in that group. So that's a real indication of a strep infection because it doesn't impact the somatic cell count like Staph aureus does. Does that make sense? Yeah. So like, if you look at the fourth lactation plus, there's 11 cases of mastitis with eight cows over 200. When you see that, it, that's a kind of a staph type. So in this herd, there's probably a staph and a strep infection. We don't know, but that's one of the guidelines you'll be looking for. So it's just highlighting the importance, lads, of, of getting a culture and sensitivity to know what's going on in the herd. But there, uh, there's 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 two dynamics probably going on in this herd. Okay. No, you can scroll away down. The other thing I look for here lads, is when I go down to it, I what I'm looking for here now is When I dried these, there was 90... What I look at is October 19. If you see October 19, I dried these cows. They heard the cows averaged 121,000 in cell count. Okay? And in February 2020, there were 199. So they calved in cell count. So they calved down higher than what I dried them off at. So, and if we look at the clinical cases of mastitis in the red bar, thinking back to the previous one, with our cure rate being marginal to poor, there's definitely a dry co issue inside in this herd that needs to be addressed. So, the, what you're looking for there is just a basic thing are they calving down higher than how I'm drawing them off at? Just that alone, you know. Um, So, even there you now, you're building up your picture. You can see there you now, February, March, and, and April. You now they went down to 58, but then jumped back to 186 then in, in May. So, you know, things happen around. And look, the May one, you know, so there's infection happening around inside in the herd, okay? So that's our farm summary sheet. So what we generally do, then so right, If you're in winter and spring, to divide it. You look for there. In this herd, it's of little relevance, to be honest, because there was one cow. It's a great one from the point of view of I have a split herd. Do you know, from the point of view of, um, is there a problem within my winter milk herd or my spring herd? So that dynamic is in there as well. In this herd, you know, that that's negligible. You wouldn't be paying taking any cognizance in that, do you know. Um, yep, we'll flip our out to the, the problem code sheet. Okay, the problem code sheet, a great sheet from this point of view. Right, this will tell us a lot of information. So what it is, it's, it's all the codes, the problem codes, any code that's over 200,000. If they go over 200,000 in any milk recording, they will be on this sheet and they'll stay on it. Even if they're only twenty, thirty thousand. 30,000, no. Um, so once they go over 200,000, they go on this sheet and they stay there. It ranks them in the order of contribution to the bull tank, not in the order of cell count. So you can see that 2577, she's 25.9% of the bull tank. She's a quarter of the bull tank with a cell count of 3.3 million. Okay. And the second co there, 3272, is 12.5. So you're thinking if you add the top three coes are probably 50% of the bull tank. Okay, or they're not. They're 35, let me see now, 25, 30, 40, 45. So the top four, are around half the bull tank. Okay. Now, the first thing what are you are looking for is, what I do is I look is, say 2577. Her average cell count last year is on the right-hand side of the page. 488,000. And there was seven counts over 200,000. She calved down at 250,000. And it's high all along. She's a fourth lactation go. Co- Contributing high, even though she's only four, relatively young, by a lot of farmers, she is a cow that should be culled. She should be earmarked for culling. Even though the lactation is with her, she's after going through two or three dry cow. One thing you could do in this with a young cow like that, you could go back to last year's milk recording and see how did that cow do in 2018. And just see, was it just one? But in general, if a cow was high last year, And high again this year, cut your losses, get rid. You take code 2054, look at the fourth one down there now. This is a very good one. This is why the the recorded instance of mastitis, 391 last year, eight counts over 200,000, and she had two cases of clinical mastitis last year. Calved down at 775, High all along. She had a case of mastitis on the 1st of May, and she's a seventh lactation gone she should get the road because they're they're just she they're a typical Staph always type cow and the problem even though these this is very regular milk recording that this herd is doing there could still be big fluctuations in those cows cell counts between those milk recordings they could be one two million in between because they shed intermittently so Okay, the, the question above, 3,272, we'll deal with that as a heifer. How do I know it's a heifer? Because it's one, but there's no milk card on the right-hand side. Okay? She's a first lactation. She calved down at 436,000, and she's been rising progressively all along. And if you don't get milk card, the milk carding. one thing to remember is that when the milk carding on the 15th of March, which I can see from above it, it gives the dates, all the recordings are above it, that heifer now, when she was first calved, she should have been paddle tested and checked to see how she's an infection. So she's there at 4.36. To be honest, that was the time to treat her. With first cavers going in aggressively with an antibiotic preparation treatment. Talk to your vet this. It could be injectable. It could be tubes if you can identify the quarter. But there's no doubt about it. For first cavers, intervening early with an antibiotic, you will get your best bang for your buck. They're like... That infection now inside that heifer over the last these couple of months and at the rate she's deteriorating. Yeah, it will be fairly risky whether she'll survive into next lactation. She's gonna be tried, there's no doubt about it. If that heifer's in calf, we'll always say she's gonna get a Draco so forth, but she's a, a heifer that could potentially be in trouble again next year. Okay? If she had been treated earlier, um we you know, we could have a different scenario. So
0: okay. Dan, I suppose just on the pedal test point there, um, obviously stress around calving can cause heifers especially to have a slightly yeah. higher cell count maybe. Yeah. Um, you you make a comment on that there because you often say about um, you have to interpret the pedal test correctly as well. There's no point in throwing antibiotics into a heifer that's only stressed after calving. That's right. That's right. A good point, sorta. And then like scroll down there just in case we see a heifer down like that.
1: Just go down there at the page. you see them, usually see them at the bottom of the page because they might be high at the start. start yeah. yeah, Yeah. going away down there. Going away down there. no, There now. Look, that yeah. one. So that's that's your typical one there now. Say 29.65. We know it's a heifer. You calve down at 6.28. So what Stuart is getting at there, lads, is if I have a heifer that's stressed after calving, that's an adrenaline, she's higher on adrenaline. It's the fight or flight hormone. So what's the body going to do? It's going to release immune, you know, antibody or um, somatic cell counts into all the quarters. So when I paddle test her, I'll see a reaction on a, in three or four. And what farmers may say to me, I notice nothing in them because all three or four may be the same. They might be slightly grainy or something, but they won't be one quarter sticking out. So if I paddle test that heifer, like that 29.65, she probably be high in three or four quarters. You leave her alone, and within a week, she's back down to her 30s, 19s, 20s. You know, when they settle in. If I paddle test that heifer and it's high in one quarter, well, then you you intervene. You know, that 25.25 now is, is a second calver, and just see, like that could have been a stress around calving. She was 18,000 last year, as a she's a fifth calver. She calved only eight hundred thousand, then seven, seventeen, sixteen. So, you know, so heifers react slightly different on calving, and and so you know, you'll get little anomalies like that. And the only reason where you'll find that kind of thing is is by being getting proficient on the paddle test to identify those. Okay, you go up there, so You'll see twenty six sixty. You see if you oh, that one there, twenty six eighty. Sorry, yeah. So look, thirty. She's a fifty six went up to two and a half million, back down to eleven thousand. You know, she would have been probably got a case of mastitis on the twenty-sixth of March, and got a. We've got a very good cure rate right now in that cow because she's consistently holding that. But this spread, if you just look at that page there, there's spread going on in that herd. Like if you look at the cow above her, twenty-three fifty-three went from twenty-nine up to two twelve and back down. So there is infection, and if you look at twenty-three fifty-three last year even though she averaged 41,000 last year, she had a case of clinical mastitis. So these clinical mastitis do leave their marks inside and codes. But it, as you can see, as we're looking through these pages, the recording of the clinical cases of mastitis, it, it, it offers hugely to our understanding of the dynamic of mastitis within the herd and for yourselves to look at it as well, especially from the point of view of identifying codes to cull and codes to treat. Like, if you go way back up there again Stuart and see we'll see is there any other anomalies we can um one i yeah i that type one i what I wanted to highlight with this one oh no, is twenty three ninety four there I know
0: sometimes your staff,
1: you use kind of your staff, and sometimes Stuart, you could see that the wrong way around. in the sense the forty seven could be the first one that she calved yeah. at calving down, and you think she's fine. And next thing, they're back up to one or two million. And you'll notice this, some of the lads will notice this in their own milk recording. So they were in trouble last year. Not very bad, five, six hundred thousand. She wasn't bad, but high enough. And a case of mastitis. But she's your classic Staph warrior now inside in the herd. Again, you see, this is where the recording of the mastitis is run. You see here now, in this herd, they recorded mastitis on the 17th of March. And they chewed them again at the 19th of March. That goes in as two cases of mastitis. All we needed to know there was the 17th of March. The 19th shouldn't have gone in, if that makes sense. And that's why the red bar went mad up. So she calved on the 17th of March. She calved on the 6th of February. And she got her case of mastitis on the 17th of March. So she's in the gray bar over in the cell check report. So the recording of the clinical case of mastitis is important.
0: Okay. here then, then we'll say trees two seven nine heifer cave down going along Grand yeah, yeah for two for two months nearly three months and we're beginning to rise up again now yeah so yeah. it's just probably related to the likes of this that's right that's and is, right. there's a good chance too Dan I suppose isn't there that and it's something like like you said there earlier we'll be we'll be talking again with you maybe later in the season in relation to drying off and so forth mm. but like the fact that this herd is every four weeks for recording. They're mm. catching these here, yeah, or with right. a deforestation infection, there is a possibility that you could actually go through, um, a maybe a four a four recordings only or a six recording scenario and not yeah. catch them at all because it is a yeah. time cycle. Yeah, you're dead right, and that's why Stuart,
1: I'll, I'll we'll go into the profiles after a bit and I'll show you why you have to use that in the four. And you're a hundred percent right. That is a weakness in the system. And if you look at that code, there 2394 is what they call an intermediate cheddar. She was 1.2 million in March, then went down to 47, back up to 246, down to 21. And what happened is, there's a little abscess inside that other, and it pops every two or three weeks. And that's why, when it's cleared up, she's perfect. And that's why farmers will notice a jump in their bull tank every so often. And then it corrects itself without them doing anything. And it's just one or, a co- one or two cows. Not many, depends on the scale of herd and the operation. And one or two cows just shedding at the time. And if you take that heifer, thirty-two seventy-nine, that's one quarter that's gradually getting more and more infected as the season is going on. So at 72, there was an infection in one of those quarters. And it's getting progressively worse because it's not being dealt with. No, in a lot of these scenarios, the Draco will see after that heifer. It isn't that you have to intervene with all those. But paddle testing that heifer now the next time, especially the heifers, will be very important, you know. Okay. And like the two heifers above above us there now, the one heifer calf down high, 3274, and is there's an infection, one of the quarters because it's corrected, but it's it's gradually disimproving then again. Whereas 3241, the one above her, again, is probably just one quarter that's gradually disimproving. And this is the, you see what, if you can see with this herd, lads, even though it's a very good herd, there's four pages of cows, that's another thing to look for. If you scroll up to the top there, Stuart. Like, this is one page of four. So this is a very good herd, but there's still four pages of infected cows. Do you know? So that were over 200,000 at some stage since the start of lactation. So but you can the see... The whole
0: thing is adding together though, then, isn't it? Like we will say when we oh, looked yeah. at the, the cell check farm summary report, the first yeah. report that we looked <clears> at and saw that there was a poor cure rate over the, yeah. over the dry period yeah. and they had a, a good share of infection then in the early... Um, post calving period, yeah. and that's meaning that there's a good few cows are after hitting this report. No, I suppose there's also the influence of the regular recording that's going to increase the numbers possibly picked up too. That might be missed in some cases too. Fair point, yeah. Fair there's, point? Um, yeah. There's just kind of step by step we're building the the, the situation, You're building the
1: picture on it. Yeah. you know. So. No, and I like to be fair. Like you, you can see in a very good herd. You know the cell count is very good in this herd, but you can see how the infection rise away. Like this, this, this herd was going to come under pressure towards the late lactation. This is why the, the minimizing the risk of infection and the spread is so important because this is a classic type of herd that the cell count is going to start rising nicely. Now, maybe July, August, September, and you know, and, and could be fighting it then towards the end of lactation. You know, so, and you can see how, how we're building that picture up. We might go into profiles, you know. Sort well, of, there's just a couple or of questions there, yeah. Dan.
0: Oh, yeah. I'll just throw them at you first. Um, and I, well, this is actually something I meant to say, I suppose we're talking about recording the cases of mastitis, so would you just quickly go through the different ways that people can do it? Yeah. You know, just so people um, are able to move into the space that we're telling them to get into.
1: Yeah, t- tis, um, there's, um so... I suppose that there's a there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can you can get into your um. For of doing it is you can do it on the phone. There's a 089 number on the back of your white book, and if any of you have it, there's a no eight number. I can't remember. off the top tap my head. We'll we'll put it up on it. That you can text into ICBF mast space. We'll say sixteen or seven, and that is my case. The mast, That goes. You text that in. That'll automatically populate those cells then. Okay, a more accurate way of doing it would be I have my white book or I jot it down somewhere. And when I'm inside in the breakfast, I pop in here or go in online and basically I go into record events. And in that scenario, then I'm putting in my date, the call number, the quarter and what treatment I use. So that's a more detailed um, recording then again. But if you were just inside in the parlor and you just wanted to record my cases and mastitis, the texting in of it is a very good way of doing it. It's on the spot. You're less likely to forget about it. And if you had it built into the number, just record MAST under your context list. And all you're doing is send a message MAST M-A-S-T with a space with the code number. And that'll automatically populate them. You know? And it's, it's no an 8-9 number. It's in the back of your book. And it, it's, it's a, something we really have to, to... to can't make it more convenient. It's just a simple thing. We all have our phones with us. Like It's a simple thing to do. And you the, can go back then and, and elaborate in and, and record events then. Yeah. And so the I'm other sure.
0: way then, of course, is to use the, the yeah. app, like um, HerdApp oh, or uh, HerdWatch you, or whatever. HerdWatch. Yeah. The Herd- 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 exactly. You know, yeah, the HerdWatch. Uh,
1: Brilliant. They're, ta- Herd- they're Herd- all, Herd- all Herd- talking to each other now. Yeah. So they'll populate again. But again, you see, there's a slight anomaly there in, in, that we're trying to work on is that if I'm recording all my treatments in, a Herd, in the HerdWatch watch. Because I'm it's going to be doing my cross compliance and stuff as well. My board via uh, just that they won't be coming across as multiple treatments then inside in the milk garden, you know. Yeah. And and that has been taken out of it now. Okay.
0: And then there's also a question there, Dan, about um and George is actually just after joining us there now, so maybe George you might be able to comment on it. Is it imperative that we're going to focus on health sub index when selecting for breeding cows into the future so as to try and stave off any risks around uh cell count and so forth or what's your thoughts on that and uh, i'll ask you first dan and george sure is after unmuting there so he's uh, going to make a comment on it at some point as well, i'd imagine
1: yeah, Did go first. Or go first. You go. Or, over, head go
0: first.
1: Yes. I, I'd agree. I, I I think it's going to be a huge thing. And to be honest, Stuart, even just standing back and looking at the way legislation is, if you see, look, they want antibiotic reduction of what, thirty, forty, fifty percent. Um, look at the select, look at the way the selective droico is going. Um just the whole way the industry is going. If 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 the crutch of the antibiotic is going to be removed from us, what other ways have we to do? We reduce the level of infection through Records and um, through better management, put breeding is a, is a fundamental pillar inside this. It's going to be huge, it's going to be massive. And then, and the speed at which it's going to move is, I think, it's going to be frightening. And we won't really realize this lads, until we're in the middle of the selective dry coat when the antibiotics are pulled. And that's not that far away, and it'll come to onto us very, very fast. So, as farmers, lads, you, you have to start looking at it. And look, George, you do a lot more work than I would.
0: I suppose where I'd come in at Stuart is uh, when we're selecting teams of bulls at this stage, we've a target there
1: of around 5 euro for health sub-index. That's not to say that you wouldn't include a bull in your team who is negative on health, but on, on average the team would we're looking at positive teams and a positive team average of around 5 euro if at all possible at all. And the reason for that is as cows last longer over the course of a lactation, over, over the course of a lifetime there'll be more uh, challenges facing them um, in terms of all the the health issues, including massitis resistance. So every little bit counts. And if we can breed more healthy cows from a genetic perspective, well, then the the challenge from a cell count perspective will be reduced.
0: Okay, very good. So just again, before we move on there, Dan, so there's a question in from a person saying that their average bull tank for the year is below 200,000, except for a little blip. Uh, that went slightly above it in February, but the milk recording steadily rises to 300 uh, up to March, and then it starts to drop again. What would the cause of that be? Likely to be just an interesting okay. one. So, so
1: he's getting—they're getting a rise. They're getting a rise in the milk recording up until March, is it? Yeah, and, and then it's tapering away off. Then as it's coming back down as this season is going on, is it? But the but the bull tank isn't going above the 200. And the bull tank isn't going above the 100. Okay, all right, okay. Um. So I presume like there's a couple of things that happen with this is the more frequent the testing is done in the bull tank. That's good. That's telling us an lot from the point of view of the milk recording. Okay. The rise in the milk recording usually coming in with up to March like that is nearly always linked to an environmental fec- infection coming in around February, March. We saw an lot this year because February and March was so difficult. Um, the the thing with you see why the bull tank mightn't be uh, where he'd need to look for there is the percentage contribution of certain cows to certain cell counts within the milk recording that they mightn't be having as much an impact in the bull tank as well. The other thing I suppose is is the is that my milk recording could be high, my bull tank is low but certain number of those cows are just going to calves. There's a management issue in it. That's not to say it happens in that herd, but that's one of the reasons why there's an anomaly within the milk carding in February and March. The second reason is when they're high like that to March and then correct them themselves as the season goes on, that's generally a strep infection. That's generally a strep infection. No, we're seeing an awful lot of strep infections. No, me and June and cows out. But we saw a lot of it in February and March. Um, in that in that scenario, with that, the biggest thing with that, that client is that it, when the bull tank has held steady so good like that and never gone over two hundred thousand, his treatment regime on the clinical case of mastitis that he gets must be very good, and he must be getting a very good response, because it's not leaving. Um, How do you put it? It's not leaving collateral damage after the treatment, since like in the herd we're we're looking at at the moment, you know.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure. I I just need to change the screen around here now. I think. Um what well, we're going to look yet now lads is
1: while well. Stuart is, you know, there's a thing called profiles. It's within the um, ICBF and Hard Plus plus You get a milk recording, but it's it's a fantastic tool Um what we're trying to do now is we're going into it this way so that we can show you how to actually access it and use it This is I find this a brilliant tool Especially this is a classic brilliant one now for the lads that are on four times year milk recording. So you, you go into your menu right down to profiles new profiles and across the milk regarding SEC. Okay, so all right, this is going to bring up all the herd with all its somatic cell counts uh, over the last eleven times. Okay, so what I do in a herd like so, you can see here now there's a jumbo tag, the lactation number, the previous dry date, the calving date. If I put in a dry date, it would go in there. And look, I can see cows that got a dry code tube and a sealer, or with a sealer only. So I'll, know. I, no, I can, if you hit that up arrow there now in the treatments, just at the treatments there now, it'll, it'll put all the sealer only ones. So there are all the heifers with nothing. If you hit it again now, Stuart, to bring it the other way. Yeah. So there are all the sealer only ones there now. So I can see now, is there any, I could see there now, is there any, anything relating to the sealer only, Do you know, so I can see down along, is there just, is there a sealer only factor in this? And to be fair, in this, there's that. You know, that's just a general observation. Okay. But it's just that's something in this that you can see. You can see now, look, num- there's is there cases of mastitis with sealer only? There's one there, course, and there's another one down here. Okay. So we just scroll away down and see is there any pattern on that? Look, that's not bad. We're in the sealer only group, there's nothing really like you can see here now, there's one case there, but that's with a DRICO and a sealer group. Okay. What I do then is I go back up, Stuart there, to over-lactation. And I go from one to one. Okay? So what I'm doing now is I'm putting all the first cavers there as a bunch. And I go over to the June 17 one, and I hit the up arrow. Okay? I hit it again, because I want to put the worst to the best. So what that's going to do now is it's going to put them from the worst to the best. So I have a heifer there now. hoi, all along. I, there's four heifers, really, they are in, in trouble. Three of them are just recently in trouble, but there's one heifer there that is a significant infection at 3272. But I scroll away down there, and we will just have a look at our heifers, so I can. There's the heifers, and look, they're going away nicely, and I can there's see our, my pattern. my heifers. our
0: stress heifer, now that we were talking exactly. about on the problem call report. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So scroll in general, up. Kevin, down quite well. Yep, so say, no and like, issue there.
1: If there, Why am I asking that? Why do I look here? If there was an issue with heifers, I'll highlight there. You'd have a heavy uh, conversation about sealing heifers and all this, and that's for another day. But if you look at the blue bar on top, it shows the 19 heifers. There's 19 out of 109 animals inside in that. Then I go back to my lactation, where Stuart, and I go two to two. So that's just going to bring me up my second cowers. Two. All right. yeah, And two to two. And jab, And I do the same again now. I'll rank them from the worst to the best, yeah. And go hit it again and jab. scroll up there now a little
0: bit, a... So these were good anyway. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's that's so the second group were good, which highlights. Remember they were about forty nine thousand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like you see that nine 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 million there. See that one there now? Do you know she's like so she she wasn't in she had two treatments, you can see with her. The average the last act like, so this is why am I looking at this? This is a great one now oh, for the profile one because I have the average the, pr- the average for last lactation. I have the average for this lactation. And I can scroll across. I can see the last number of recordings that are there. So I can, I now have eight recordings or whatever is there inside in the sheet, you know. Um, so,
0: More than likely an yeah. actual mastitis case. Oh, there. that's it. Yeah, exactly. And it, as you can see,
1: you can see there with the two there beside you. Bang on. Yeah. Um. So... Next one now is, we'll go to the tree to tree. To
0: tree, yeah.
1: And that's it. Uh, and we scroll, best to worst again. And uh, again, good group there. So, scroll away fine. And then, what I do then is just go fourth plus, like it is in the summary. Just go four, and then delete the tree. And she'll bring after. If you just put it four, four. she'll oh, go yeah. there, sorry. There's 48 cows there, and this is our ranking then, from best to worst, or so, yeah, worst to best. So there's a number of cows. So what I'm looking at there is, was there cows in trouble in 19? So there's a number of cows there, and and the higher lactation should probably will be get should get the road. There's still a level of infection. We need to get the level of infection down inside this herd. We need to call. We need to uh, address the drying off a bit better, and. Um, We need to look at the heifer setup. But the other thing, what's probably worth doing then, Stuart, is do the treatments. If you get rid of the four now, say, and we'll just put the whole herd in there, yeah. Get rid of that there now. So all the herd is back, 109, 109, and rank, we'll go to treatments now. Hit that one. Hit it again. So now, so these are, this cow 1969 is after three cases of mastitis. These are the ones now, you see, that slip under the radar. This is what Stuart was mentioning earlier. These cows, three cases of mastitis. We'll assume now that they're recorded right, that they are three actual cases of mastitis. So it's a seventh lactation cow. You think, geez, she's grand with cell count, pottering way lovely. Look at February 13, February 13 to February, 1.3 million. This is, these are the type of cows that slip under the radar. It's just even with the frequency of milk recording, this cow is slipping through the net, if that makes sense. She's still a chronic cow. And that's why the, the cell count is so devious like we think it's very straightforward with just cell counts and cell counts and cell counts and it is to the vast majority of it but it's not always and that's she's your classic type one the age is against her she's a 7 lactation co she's a alright not bad last year to be very interesting no what you do is you would go into a profile you'd scroll look at last year to see what was that co so if you hit hit her number there now Hit that there now, storage. yeah. It's just going to open up. And you'll go on along. And you'll be able to see the cell counts for the... Uh, there. there on along for the, her lactations. So, very good, but she's in trouble on the sixth and the seventh lactation. A little bit. And they're not bad. But what you need to go in is on the sixth lactation is go back and see what did she follow the same pattern as the previous one. Okay? And th- these are very exceptions because they are, she's still a very good cow. But they're the type of codes that can slip through the net.
0: And then, Dan, right. is there anything being highlighted there in terms of the actual tube that was used, mm-hmm. maybe, given that she wasn't recorded on the 27th of, of October, like, and yeah. like she's dried off kind of early by the looks of it possibly? Yeah. Yeah. Um, calved again then in February or was was recorded in February. She coded, maybe was dried off early to try and combat that cell count. That, Maybe that had been creeping up or something like that, but
1: that's I'd say I'd say her bang on. And I'd say that's what happened with her. I'd say she was dried off early to give her every chance to be right for this year. She got yeah. down in trouble. She pattered away along and I'd say she was shedding in between that, in between the twenties. And you know, and then May then she cropped up on the radar again. But it again Stuart, we wouldn't really have taken much notice of this cow only for the tree treatments. This is the point. If, if, I, if we weren't looking at the three treatments of the clinical cases of mastitis, we wouldn't be talking about this, go. Reality, we wouldn't, like. We wouldn't. They would go on autism. And that's why, as farmers, to keep on top of this, like it's, it's very, very important to be recording the, case, the cases, not the treatment, the cases. I know that's number of treatments. That should be number of cases to keep yeah. it consistent. It's the number of cases we're doing, we're looking for. And um, that's why this profile page, as you can do, now awful lot of fooling around with and it's fantastic. You get a great insight into.
0: into okay, so Dan, you know. um, just just uh, I'll ask you a quick question, then and oh. I'll just go through the other questions that are there's a couple of questions after coming in again. No since Um, just then drawing off quarters and things like that is that yeah. an option for people right now, and how do they go about it?
1: Okay, it is an option. We're over peak, and a good way of doing it. How do I do it? A couple. Um, so. Really, see, I've identified my quarter, it's a back right quarter. You can just stop milking it, okay? And that quarter will bag up, it will shut, it will take about two, three weeks to shut down, and that will weaken off and lighten down. Where the ones you have to be careful of is a quarter that's getting reoccurring cases of clinical mastitis, right? I've treated it a number of times, but I just can't cure it. Well, I've seen the best way of doing that is. I milk that cow as a three-quarter cow for three milkings. And on the fourth milking, I milk her as a four-quarter cow dumping the milk. And you do that for about three to four milkings, and it really lightens down the quarter, and that quarter will start shutting down. Okay? Okay. It's, it's, a, it's a very handy way, because some of these cows, when we'll dry them off, there could be a little absinthe inside, pop, and these some of these cows can get very sick with it, you know, and it, it can be very difficult to do it you know look it's bigger hairs might find it more difficult to do it it's definitely an option if if fellas can build in a system that they can record it but what have I done I've done three things I've converted that cow from a millionaire down to one or two hundred thousand I've stopped that quarter from spreading it I'm giving if the age is with him first, second, third, fourth like this the chance that they could be right next year you can see the older they are up to seven like this it's unlikely to work so I'm doing a lot of things by drying the quad cor- and I'm able to farm my way out of it. So I'm able to last in milk yield tops five, 10%. There's probably no last now at this stage of lactation because the capacity is in the other three quarters, yes. you know, so it's a, it's a great management tool to farm your way out of it, but controlling the spread of the infection is the real advantage in it.
0: And the all adage of time is a great healer, of course, is the other thing that's possibly there for the younger ones as well. So you're not dry-couch tubing it or anything. You're just letting it close down, but you're giving it time.
1: Yeah. Some will seal it. To be honest, there's no real need. I wouldn't batter. Um, You know... Try and use. Uh, make sure you're using a teeth spray with a fly repellent that has a peppermint smell off it, because you know that the flies wouldn't be spreading infection around. Look, we know we're out full whack now. There's no back and cubicles, so there's no risk of her leaking on cubicles or anything like that. So that's why it's a good time to do it
0: okay so there's um just on the profiles thing i'll um lisa ring from icbf is just after sending me a comment there that if people download that to excel they actually can um get the 10 recordings displayed on the screen but they can only six on the screen it for the actual web-based version of it now um a tricky one for you dan i suppose tactical answer required this was um garlic boluses and homeopathic homeopathic treatments yeah are they a complete waste of time or are they effective?
1: Look, I suppose, Stuart, if you look at the environment we're working in, at the moment, these type of preparations, you'd be pushing an open door for them. The industry wants them to work. We want them to work, because we don't want to be using antibiotics. But right. the reality on the ground is, we're not getting consistent, repeatable results from these type of preparations. You know, I know there will be clients that say, yes, I have got a bounce, but equally on the other side, there's another five or six that are not getting it. And that, the evidence just isn't backing them up. And like, it not that we don't want them to work? We of course want them to work because sure, if Dairygold or Carbury or any co-op said I can give you milk with no antibiotics in it, sure, there's no problem. But the reality is, Stuart, I, I I think I I couldn't endorse them anyway. That's my
0: own personal opinion. But okay, very um, good. Um. Another kind of uh, personal question from a person asking 10 out of 30 heifers calving down with a, a, um, counts greater than 200 and only yeah. two have cell count greater than 200 in the second recording. Yeah. Can you assume that that is just due to stress or is there something else going on there?
1: Well, be, we need to be careful with that kind of answer is is because it's an easy way of find out if find know if it's stress or not, is if he paddle test them, like we talked earlier, right? That's gone know because they're corrected. But, it's something this, that operator or any whoever's listening, that's what they should be doing next spring, is making sure that those 10 are battle tested. The fact that they corrected that fast, you see, you can get certain bacteria that just live in the ducts of the teeth. They don't go high up into the other. And um, with the flushing, as the, as the heifer leaves down the milk and her milk let down and the oedema breaks down and she starts flushing out, they flush out the infection out of the other and they sort themselves out. And it's probably more than likely something like that, dysgalactia, something like that. That that doesn't go high up into the up into the ducks. So okay. I would say that. But look, Nick's he he's in a good place in the sense it hasn't left a mark on the heifers. I we're just saying, look, you make sure you paddle test the heifers next spring. Maybe consider looking at something like teeth spraying the heifers before calving, something like that. But it's something quite small.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then a, a very the final question that I have here at the moment anyway is a very good one. How do you do a culture test and who tests it? Okay.
1: How do you do a culture test? Great one. No, the first thing so is if we think about a culture test, what we're trying to do is we're trying to find the bacteria that's in the other of the cow, not in the environment. So hygiene is crucial. Look, ideally, I think they're worth it from the point of view Maybe if the vet is around, that you keep in a few cows just to... but anyway, we'll assume that's not there. That you can't get your vet to do it and you do it yourself. I, what I, the, way, the best way I find it is you'll pre-spray, you'll clean down your cow, first couple of squirts onto the ground, hold the bottle outside the rump rail. Don't go in under the cow. There's too much of a risk of, of environmental contaminants getting into the sample. And just squirt the milk from a distance trying to get into it. To be in the milk sample bottle itself, all we need is about two, three, four mils. We do not need a bottle full. The more you squirt into that bottle the more the risk of getting contaminants into the bottle and you're then you just cap it into the fridge code number and date but you can freeze them get into the habit of taking the samples code date code number date and freeze them and they are valid for four months they're a great body of work to take in if you want to go pick a dry later on as well you could drop in your six or seven samples which are both tank or which are your individual samples and who does them there's some well, like certain the co-ops yeah. to them like, like Glambia you have the regional vet labs you have like animal health laboratories you have the, the equine lab there's you have the, what's the lab of them Ruscommon doing it farm lab diagnostics farm lab diagnostics yeah. you have FBA there's a big and to be fair a very good quality results from back. to be fair to the lads that are doing it they can only do it with the quality results coming in but be very very careful taking them
0: yeah, don't so be I mean, afraid
1: of no growths. that's the other thing that comes back no growths the cow may not be shedding it, so you may have to do a number of samples. Don't be despondent that it came back as a no-growth. And don't do a sample within a month of a cow calving or cow treating You know, if she really occurs again or something, you know, like the no pint sampler, at least over a month from the end of treatment.
0: So Your ideal scenario, really, in terms of trying to build up what's the causative agent of your mastitis is, you, you spot your cow with your mastitis. Take the sample from her straight away before you treat her, and as you said, freeze it for up to four months, maybe, before you send it away at all. You don't have yeah. to be running back with every individual sample. You can actually kind of stock pool them or stockpile them. Or
1: you can. And look, look at the start of the Year you're going to want to get in fairly fast to know what you're dealing with. And yeah. during, during the year as going along, you probably have a good idea what it is because they clinically look the same. But keep taking away your samples, and that it's a great body of work to be going to pick out your draco
0: okay so um we'll wrap it up with that so dan i suppose i might just ask you to i suppose three kind of key points that people should kind of bear in mind over the next two or three months i suppose in, if they're looking at their milk recordings what should they be looking to do in particular with that milk recording i suppose the first one is probably look at your milk recording report yeah. mm-hmm. uh, for the cell count point of view as much as the uh, everybody looks loves to see what your is performing best at the moment or have a look down through them and see what where the different groups are performing. But from a cell phone point of view, there's a lot of information in there that's going to going to waste, I suppose, for want of a better way of describing it, maybe. Yeah.
1: One thing I would say, Stuart, after what we've had to the chat there now today, hopefully it'll highlight the importance of recording the treatments. So lads, an awful lot of lads have their whiteboard and then, you know, there's a list of 10 or 20 cows that have got mastitis over the last couple of months. When things are quieter there, go back in and log in and, and put in those treatments. And they'll be there then for your next milk recording showing up in your reports. You so know, go in and log them. You have them. Go in and put them in. Just, just because I didn't put them in no straight away, you can, you can go back and put them in. You know, no. so recording the case of treatments. Look, don't underestimate what the infected cow will do in a year like this year. You know, the late lactation milk is going to be extremely valuable to your business. It's it's very important every year. It's high salad. It's, it's the one where all the bills are paid. It's your milk. That's the one thing about the October, November, September, October, the milk. That's yours, that, you know, to a major, of course, because a lot of the bills are straightened out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if I have to shut down early because of cell count, I'm, it's really, it's, I'm robbing myself of family cash, if that makes sense. So stop stopping the spread of infection now it's crucial. Don't underestimate those problem cows. And if there's a cow with a clat in the first pull or two and then the milk is fine, shut the quarter down and identify her to get rid of her. She is your chronic type of cow. Clat in the first pull, then the milk is fine. Go away for a week or 10 days and then come back. But just be very careful of that. Um, I think that the recording case of mastitis, stopping the spread by dipping the clusters or keeping them last something like that. And I, I'm, I'm a big advocate just from a treatment point of view and talk to your vets about this is just using an anti-inflammatory to control the pain and mastitis. Even though we may not see an, in, an inflammation as in a swollen quarter, mastitis is an inflammatory response. That's what cell count is. It's an inflammatory response. So don't underestimate the pain of it. And it does, it does in, I think from anecdotal evidence, it hugely improves the cure-at-inside mastitis. Talk to you a bit, Nick.
0: Very good, Dan. That's super. Thanks a million. And as this, right. as we both said there, we're, we're going to get Dan to come back again later in the year as we approach dry off to talk through, maybe looking through the reports again to identify cows for a selective dry cow and we'll um, have more information in relation to the selective at that stage it's just too much to bite off in one session really oh, so yeah, we need yeah. to get you back another day oh, so right. thanks a million dan and thanks to george for joining us there perfect timing as always george and uh the other thing that i'd like to say is that next week we're going to be talking to dr Orla keane from chagas and grange to talk about antimicrobial resistance so dan has been talking about antibiotic resistance Orla is going to talk about the the risk of warmers and so forth, building resistance within the herd there so that warmers become ineffective and so forth. So we look forward to hearing from Orla next week. Thanks again to Dan and to George and to Parik for looking after things in the background as well. And we'll see you next week. Please God take care. That's all for this week's Let's Talk Dairy webinar series. And don't forget to look out for more bonus episodes each week. I'll be back with our usual Dairy Edge interview on Monday. So do listen in then. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey, and thanks for listening.